Hello, I'm Robbie. And I'm Mary. Welcome to From the Heart. Orlando is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. We are happy to introduce to you talented artists and passionate leaders whose ideas are shaping our arts community. How do they create and why? And how will Orlando prosper from our growing arts presence? On each episode, we'll meet guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the heart. Thank you, Robbie Pygott. Oh, gosh, that's so nerve-wracking, getting that right every time I come and visit you. And you get it more right each time. I don't know about that. Well, listeners, uh, Joshua Vickery is out of town, and so once again, we have Robbie Pygott in sitting for him. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Thanks. So glad you're here. I I was just mentioning this to you and our guest today, who listeners you'll be introduced to in just a moment, that it just so turns out that our friend uh, Brian Bradley was performing on Holland Cruise, where... Joshua was in the audience the other night on his cruise with David. How about that? And what was he doing? Stand-up. He was making comedy. Mm-hmm. People, oh, what a segue into today's show. Thank you. You know what? Usually we spend a little time talking about what we did during the arts oh, okay. this week or whatever. But actually, when we didn't get to talk about it, I want to get right to it because we've oh. got three really funny guests and the two of us. Although, wait, you looked disappointed. Did you have something you wanted to add that <laughs> no. happened in your week this week? No, or? I want to talk. I did the segue. Let's go. Okay. Well, And also, what... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. It's going to be one of those shows, friends. <laughs> Joshua's going to go, what happened? Um, we were having fun, Joshua. So today I realized that uh, this is our third year since Pulse. And one of the yeah. things I wanted to talk about with all of you here was um, for just a moment about how the arts community came together and what a difference everyone did from all of our performers, singers, actors, and was able to put together at the Dr. Phillips Center an amazing tribute using the artists of this community. Yes. I drove to the radio station from Pulse. I stopped by Pulse today. Mm -hmm. And actually, it was the first time I've stopped and um, gotten out. And, you know, they have walls around with photos of that week, including uh, pictures of that. And the one picture I did take of the wall is a picture of everybody at that concert at the Dr. Phillips. I was there. Were you there? Yes, all beautiful together, absolutely. And uh, all those people from Broadway came down, and all of our local artists uh, got to be... um, and the ensemble singing behind them. And I did take a picture of that cast, actually. I just took a photo of that. Yeah. I did what a night. A voiceover, too, from backstage for that. Right. Um, it's such a little thing, but it made me feel like there's something I can do, although it was one second. So let's add in our guests here. You want to take a, take a shot at introducing? Do I want to take a shot at introducing? <laughs> do you remember who they are? Yeah. All right, so you're going to tell everyone how you know them. Okay. And then you get to tell a little bit about their background. You can make it up. That's the best part. Don't mess this up, Rob. <laughs> oh, no. There we go. <laughs> I haven't changed you two. <laughs> uh, well, to my left, uh, the viewers uh, straight ahead uh, from their radio, is <laughs> Dave Russell, who is one of the founders of SAC Comedy Lab. Oh, I've heard of that. Founders. He's a local arts institution, <laughs> local mm-hmm. director, and talent extraordinaire. And he's been here before. Oh, well. Yeah, that's why we So I know how to use this microphone. Oh, see how well he did that? Yes. All right, that was great. That was great. Keep going. Oh, okay. And then the reason I know the next two guests is because I got to work with both of them with you at Disney's uh, Pleasure Island back at the Comedy Warehouse. Now, I went and saw the three of you all perform there before I worked there and was in awe of all of your talent and years later was lucky enough to get to join the cast. But Steve Pernick and Krista Miller are both here as well. 
Yeah. Wow, what a beautiful yeah. introduction. Yay. This Yay. is my first time, so I don't know how to use the microphone. Oh, see? Away, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Turning around and facing the back wall is not the way. Oh, okay. See, it's just easily schooled. Um, so, listeners, these are three of the funniest people I know. Uh, and I know many funny people. And there's four of us here. No, <laughs> no, she was right. She was right. I got to keep you on your toes, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so get ready because it's going to be a lot of that. You're right. I, there was one person I didn't count. You were out of my peripheral vision for a minute. <laughs> so these are four of the funniest people I know of many uh-huh. because I've had years of working with hysterical people that every night would make me laugh till I cry. Literally. It's family show. This is the family show, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Comedy Warehouse, who wants to describe what that what that was, that institution? We've talked about it before. I will. Please do. Oh, wait, I won't. I wasn't there with you guys. As a matter you of fact, were. you were for a while. Now. You oh, were director director for a while. while. I directed you all. Yes, you yep. did. Yes, but you all brought the funny home. So wh- what year did it start, Mary? All right. So the year uh, I came down in 1990, mm-hmm. uh, December 30th, 1990. So it started at the end of 1989. Nine, yeah, 89 is when Pleasure Island opened. Opened, The yeah. Comedy Warehouse was first introduced uh, as it was a book show. Sketch. It was a musical. It was sketches and songs, and it was a book show based on... I was actually on... asked to do that. And why didn't you? I was in college. Oh. I chose to graduate from college before going into my theme park. Smart there. woman. Your college graduate? <laughs> Shut wow. Up. And it made such a difference. <laughs> wow. You were going to be so sorry you said that. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, it started as this book show, which was a, a, a musical look at sort of the tourist experience. And then uh, they found that over time, you can't really get repeat business the way we wanted to by having a, a book show. So they started introducing improvisation. They kept some of the sketches for a while. And over time, even those went by the wayside and it became an entirely improvised show. It was really mm-hmm. fun. Allah, mm-hmm. whose line is it anyway? Audiences would yell out uh, makeup titles that they'd make up and then we'd make up a song about it or tell us a place and an object and we'd make up a scene. We did a takeoff of Schmepperty, which we called it, which was Jeopardy. Well, it was takeoff of Jeopardy yes. that we called Schmepperty because well, we would have Well, sometimes we got really sued. deep. We did the takeoff of our takeoff. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's called yes-anding, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. I have I to do like it to that. myself. And it's going to take <laughs> off. Leonardo DiCaprio would spin his top and we would never know where we were. Uh, nice. Nothing? Lost reference? Nothing, okay, nothing. wow. So he over the many years <laughs> at Pleasure Island at the Comedy Warehouse, <laughs> there were improvised shows every night. Each show was about 38 minutes, uh, and there were most nights five shows in the evening, and most of us would do three shows or four shows a night. On occasion, someone might do two. On occasion, someone might do five, but the average week was somewhere between 18 and 20 shows yeah. a person. Well, now they know what comedy is. Uh, well, <laughs> there it was really it was like mass. a fast food restaurant in a way, yeah. right? We just spit it out, but we got really good at it. Well, we didn't have the luxury of like whose line is it anyway, where they can like edit mm-hmm. the stuff out that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. We just had to epically fail, and then hopefully not the next show. However, would you not agree that some of our best laughs came of our biggest failures? Oh, sure, mm-hmm. sure. Those they kind of take out sometimes, but. Yeah, audiences saw it. It was raw. So uh, let's tell everyone what improvisation is in case they don't know what it is in terms of the way we did it at Impro- uh, Comedy Warehouse. So all unlike Whose Light Is It Anyway, like you said, they can edit. They mm-hmm. might do something more than once. We could not edit. We also had had to deal with certain Disney rules of certain topics we couldn't talk about, words we couldn't use. Yeah. So Steve and I did this in New York, and we didn't have any of that. So that was a training session for us. 
Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I but you get it really really quickly. I mm-hmm. think it's 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 fairly easy. I think to work smart, to work smart, and mm-hmm. to work clean. And Instead and I think even saying, in New York, we always tried to. Yep. We 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 wouldn't just. Gratuitously yellow word yes, out. Gratuitously mm-hmm. yellow word out. So instead awful. of saying everything that's on your mind, you say every other thing that's on your mind, and you're safe. We <laughs> yeah. would say everything that's on Fred Rogers' mind, and then you're totally fine. Another lost reference? Wow. No, I wow. got that one. Okay. Okay. Right. Wasn't I just funny. wasn't funny. Uh, <laughs> he too See? is my favorite See? artist. See, we were discussing the epic fail. I thought I would float some of those out for you. So in all the years, all of us doing comedy, and David, you've done it for many years too at SAC starting Yes, out. I'm the oldest in the room, thank you. <laughs> uh, what have we learned about comedy? What have we learned about what people laugh at? For instance, we had a director who told us people laugh at other, other people's, people's pain. pain. pain yes. Other people's pain, absolutely. A grandma fall to, falls down the stairs, that's hilarious. <laughs> you fall down the stairs, it's not so funny. Um, <laughs> when it happens to the other person. Roll over the ottoman, that's funny. Yeah. You roll over, not so funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, we laugh at other people's pain. We laugh when we're surprised, uh, like the, the whole one, two, three, and then it's like, well, one thing, one thing, and then you say something completely different. It's just automatically people are going to laugh at that. We laugh when we're not supposed to at things. Mm-hmm. Those are some of my favorite laughs. You know, the, the church giggle that oh, turns, yeah. turns out of control. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you can't stop it, then it just becomes uh, contagious from all the people around. So and the those more are my you favorite try laughs. to stop, the more you can't. It happened to me at a funeral once. <laughs> yes. Oh, and... and Probably someone listening can think about a time when you were at a wedding and you should not have been laughing or at a funeral, the place where you should not be. And the more you try to stifle it, the more your eyes are tearing, the more you have to go (coughs) try to pretend you're coughing. (laughs) I don't know. It's probably because we live among other comedians. But whenever we're in a situation like that, we all want to and we all hate it when our neighbors, they keep leaning over and saying the little under the breath thing. Yes, like... That is going to make you laugh or, oh, yes. or make you giggle. It's like, oh, stop it, stop it. But then every chance you get, yeah. you're you going to make that, that comment. You do it too, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're sitting, I'm sitting with four people who I know I've done that with who's done that <laughs> with me as well. <laughs> it's torture, but it's a fun torture. Yeah. You know, fun torture. I was when Robbie, before he started doing the show, <laughs> he wanted to watch the show from backstage. And I said, if you're back here, you're a prop. <laughs> and so he's sitting backstage. He's like, oh, that's funny. That's funny. So I go out to do a makeup a song, and I'm like, "Ladies and gentlemen, joining me tonight, I got a dear friend, Mr. Robbie Pygett. He'd never been trained, nothing, and I dragged him out there to make up a song with me. It was called awesome. I Love Golf, and it was in the style of a 70s ballad, and I will never forget it. How uh, was it? How'd it go? It went great. Yay! It went fantastic. It went fantastic. It but it, again, I was internally laughing mm-hmm. at other people's pain. Well, yes. I think Krista made a, a great point, fun torture. It's like a, a lot of the improv... Um, angles that we use, there's either a there's a restriction or a requirement, something you either have to do all the time or something you can never do. So it's like you're being tortured in that way, and it's just so fun to watch someone just be stuck in that. Yes. And it's so funny to see them. But I think the, like what I love about improv is that when they rise to the occasion, there's that scaredness, that uh, freak-outness, but then it's like, You've accomplished it. You've done yes. it. Yeah, it's and the big so celebration. That laugh turns into a very uh, celebration, joy kind yep. of. Yes. Uh, you just let it out as a release. We a release. do a structure at Comedy Warehouse, as you all know here, called um, Torture the Actor. And we mm-hmm. would get a well known saying. So it might be something. Or even a not a so, not well, so known well known saying. saying. Yeah. Okay. So give us an example of a saying that would be 
certainly there's where's the beef, but that's too simple. We'd want something a little longer. If a frog had wings, he wouldn't have to bump his butt. There you go. So now someone who was outside what? of the theater <laughs> would, would come back smile. in <laughs> after someone would get that from someone in the audience. And by the end of this scene, everyone else in the cast would have to get the person who just came in the room to say that saying. And that person was under the stress of having to get it from clues that were rather obscure. The audience is cracking up because mm-hmm. they know what you're giving them, but this person has no idea. And you're trying to get it, and then you're getting part of it, and then you have to put it, the new clue together with the one you just got, but you forgot everything that came first. <laughs> Mary was Mary. really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got everyone overtime every time I was out. Um, yeah, but you know what? The, the more you suffered, the more the audience liked it. And the suffering was pretty genuine. You all know how far to go with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to go that far. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, because I trusted you. Did one what was your safe snort? word? What was your safe word? I don't, I don't remember. No, we didn't have safe <laughs> words. Oh, I was going to say, really? Is that what happened? Everyone had one but me? <laughs> That's what was so funny about it, Mary. We never told you your safe word. <laughs> exactly. Other people's pain. And it all circles back in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it, you really did see that person up there uh, get frustrated, get red, tear, uh, laugh till they cry. However, that said, the audience was being entertained. And at the end, yeah. it oh, it always happened. Yeah. Well, I remember um, Philip Nolan once had, he was be- helping someone who wasn't getting this really simple clue. <laughs> and he was ready to bang his head against the wall. And finally he just screamed, it's a good thing you're attractive. <laughs> because this guy was not getting it. <laughs> well, one good thing, it's a good thing that our time up for this segment is attractive at this point, because we might have had to hear that word. Uh, <laughs> listeners, we'll be right back on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, today with Robbie Pikett. We'll be right back. everybody, welcome back to From the Heart. It's me, Robbie Pigott, in for Joshua Vickery, along with Mary Thompson Hunt and some of our funniest friends, Dave Russell, Krista Miller, and Steve Pernick. Aw. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> so today we decided we were going to talk about laughter. It's one of my favorite things to do. Can you imagine a day without laughter? No. no. Absolutely not. No. What makes you laugh at home and how do you cultivate funny at your, in your life? My kids. My kids make me laugh. And we have always just gone off in little voices or whatever and talked to, and spoken for our animals. You know, <laughs> anthropomorphizing <laughs> things is, is a great joy for, for many of us. Um, and, yeah, just stuff like crazy little things. Was your family like that when you grew up? To a degree. I mean, yeah. I remember my dad emptying garbage one time and talking to me like it was a scientific process. <laughs> Yeah, my dad could preach. Mary had a little lamb, which uh-huh. was fantastic. It was really brilliant. It was conversion worthy, really. You've got to get that on tape one day. <laughs> I know. I mean, Actually, it's Little Bo Peep, and I did get it on tape. Oh, I have it. I'll have to see that. Okay. How about you, Steve? About, uh, what makes me laugh at home? Yeah. Kids are different. Uh, I'm a silly dad. I'm a silly guy in life, uh, generally. And so 
I'm very funny to the kids. I'm always trying to do bits with the kids and, and make them laugh, and they make me laugh. And do you and Ross have a bit that you do from time to time? N- no, I wouldn't say one single bit, but constantly, all the time. We, uh, he, we went to see Detective Pikachu a couple of weeks ago, and driving home, I, I guess I, he'd let him eat too much popcorn and candy, and he was just, and just sitting in the car, oh, I'm going to barf and I'm going to poop. So I turned that into a song to <laughs> take his mind off it. And by the end of the trip, he wasn't complaining anymore. He was singing the song that, that I had made. Rhymes and all, Steve. Yeah. Oh Chorus my God. and you verse. Me. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. That's our Steve. It's the bridge. It goes, well, really I'll just give you the first line. I'm going to barf, barf, barf away my Saturday, and then I'm going to poop. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I heard that in a show once. No, no it, was, it was, and was it was, great. it was a delightful ride. But that, you know, it's just yeah. finding the bit and things and keeping life silly. Uh huh. Keeping life silly. Life has enough ways of taking you to where it's difficult and hard. And why not find the times when you can play? I'm going to barf, barf this <laughs> okay, away and that, that time away right now. until it comes out <laughs> like chunky soup. All right, go ahead. Uh, uh, lovely. For those of you having dinner, we so apologize. Send Steve the bill. That's a, that's a highbrow program. <laughs> I'm building a harmony Dave in my head. Or Rob, how about either of you? There were really no laughs in my house. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other extreme. Oh. That's the other. That's the other extreme. Oh. Either you cultivate no. it, or you have to, you use it because it gets you out of the hell yes. that you're living. I, I'm going to have to uh, agree with Steve that uh, I in I enjoy making the laughs, uh, and I think uh, uh, it's a tough sell at my house with my wife and kids to to get them to laugh. So when they do laugh. Uh, I really enjoy it, but uh, I, I, it's usually that kind of joke, like I just did, where <laughs> just like <laughs> slap in the face. What? The unexpected. The unexpected. Yes, in, in in the twist of stuff. So, um, and I, I, I got it from my dad. Humor from my dad. Uh, my mom was wonderful, but she wasn't like really humorous. She was more more studious and and that kind of stuff. So uh, it must be my dad that comes to me, but I, I don't even, my dad wasn't like a jokester. He was just like a funny guy and, and he, would, uh, he, he would say these things that seem funny now when I look back at them and when I tell the stories, but uh, I just, it, when, it, when they happen, it's like, every, you know, I draw a picture and say, dad, dad, look, look, I made this. Oh, that's a nice basketball court. <laughs> and it wasn't a basketball court. So uh, that's for 18 years of uh, that's a nice basketball court. Uh, and I never realized uh, how much therapy you need from something like that until oh. I've oh. grown up now. So now uh, I find myself doing that with my kids. And I think it's so hilarious. <laughs> but they don't. They, they think it's oh. like me. So it, it's oh. like, you know, those oh. jokes where you get the joke on you uh-huh. and uh, now you can put that joke on others and oh, you yeah. think it's the funniest thing now because you're putting the joke on others. But <laughs> yeah, it's still not funny. <laughs> My kids don't, that's a nice back. Oh, Robbie. Oh, well, I'm a loud laugher. I've always been a loud, crazy laugher. So that it so much that it annoys people, but no, uh, it's part of your charm. <laughs> oh, thanks. I uh, constantly, even at the, as we're here at the radio station with the mics and I, I'm scared to do my real laugh because I know that it's going to blow the sound. So okay, I'm stifling up. it here. <laughs> Yours has an extra foam cover oh, on it. Did it? you all notice because that? Of yeah. You've got uh, two. Yeah. Double insulated. My husband and I just make each other laugh all day long every day we have for forever. Whether it's him jumping out and scaring me every day or, you know, shod- that schadenfreude stuff or just just giggling. Well, we giggle. We're like two whatever 10 year olds giggling all day i love it 
growing up in my house, um, my mom was always one for just doing things out of the norm to see what we would do. She would pretend that she was kidnapped by the aliens when I would talk to her. And I'd go, Mom, Mom, she'd, I'm not here. And she'd, her pronouns would go, she's away. But you just said I'm. Oh, no, she's looking by the marshes. No, come back, come back. And I'd like play into it, you know. Just weird. Your I parents would play hide and seek in their sixties. Yeah, they you, did. you told me they that. Did. Yes, that you, your dad hid in the closet, and your mom thought it was the rapture, and he'd stay in there for like a long time, <laughs> just yeah. to see if she would like, find it, like right. maybe an hour. Yeah, and then she'd from go, Labor there Day. There you are. <laughs> well, I was fourteen. I hadn't seen him for four years. Once. <laughs> yes, they you never they, went in the closet. <laughs> well, that, when the dad closet. came out, it was all over. No, he was. So all, he, he was would ranked. hide from my mom just to see if she would find him, and this was later on in life too yeah. i mean they had other things they did earlier but um, <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't as privy to some of them so yeah they always liked having hiding things around the house that was funny to them um i don't know what but they liked practical jokes i remember when my dad was um in a senior home before he passed uh he still had a sense of humor I showed him once a video of the, what was the brothers that did the dancing? Uh, the Nicholas brothers? The Nicholas brothers, thank you. And there's a famous one from them coming down the stairs where they would slide down the stairs in a split, come up and slide down. So I'm showing this to my dad and his eyes are opening and I'm up and I go, dad, that's you. And I'm pointing <laughs> back to them dancing and I'm, that's you. And his eyes are opening, me? And I went, Nah, not really. <laughs> and he laughed, laughed, laughed. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He couldn't talk, but he knew that a joke was being played on him. And I, I'm like, oh, he's still here. Yeah. And that's, that's what we would do with each other. And that's what Jason does. You know, we're always playing pranks on each other. Because all that pranks and jokes are, it's like shifting reality. And it kind of aligns you back to uh, where you are. But you realize life is still fun, especially with this person willing to do that to you. Yeah, for the prank. Sometimes it backfires. Remember you got Jason with your second birthday? <laughs> oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. I think we got to hear more about yeah, that. Yeah, you have to tell the story. Okay, now. Steve, you can tell. Well, it. she convinced uh, Jason that her birthday was coming up like six months after her birthday. Why like, didn't and convince him? He said it. Your birthday's coming up, right? I went, yeah, right? she just yeah. went with it. Yeah, well, and, and it's then, on the 29th, right? And then, of course, uh -huh. like he started worrying about it and shopping and preparing stuff or whatever. And then and, and when he found out he was being played, he wasn't happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got nice things. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to hurt his feelings. That's the thing. Sometimes uh, what you think is funny, you get carried away and you don't realize that it can be hurtful. That other people's pain really is their pain. And when you love them, you don't mean that you just get caught up. Puts in Dave joke. into therapy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How's yeah. it going, Dave? It's good. Good. How is that basketball court? I keep missing my appointments. <laughs> <laughs> So what's the secret to making people laugh? Like, I, I don't know. I'm sure you all make strangers laugh because we've talked about it. it. I think it's like the unexpected thing that you just take for granted a relationship that's more intimate should ever be. And you say something to them and they have that shock. But then they laugh because they realize that's funny. Well, if you're voicing something, everybody is thinking. Mm -hmm. It's the first person who actually says it that everybody turns right. to and laughs. And it's is like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Familiarity or yes. I didn't want to say anything, but you've said it. So it kind of mm -hmm. lets that release again of, of ah, thank mm -hmm. God somebody said that. That's funny. It's, but that's the it's thing, calling right? out what's in the room, but at least making that twist of humor. So much comedy is, is truth, honesty, right? Especially when you're improvising and you're watching improvising and, and you don't do it and you haven't practiced. The magic is that it's all 
just happening and everyone seems to be on the same page. And once you start improvising yourself, you realize it's just because you're reacting honestly and voicing it, the truth and the honesty, which is what's hilarious. Because mm -hmm. we, we don't necessarily do that in real life. No, right. We have we have our mm -hmm, image to uphold. Right. You kind of guard yourself. Yes. But I mean, one of the things that made me laugh completely out loud in a maternity store, I was pregnant, <laughs> but there was this young person. She had to be like 19, but she was very, very pregnant wearing a crop top <laughs> and Daisy Dukes. And I was doing my best not to stare, you know, but I, I was glancing over at her and the salesperson went, I know some things you just don't wear till it's over, <laughs> and I thought that was the funniest freaking thing in the world. Uh, true like comedians we were all it. aren't straight jacketed by the rules of polite society. <laughs> no. Yes, that's very true, because that's what makes it funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's something about the the vulnerability that makes us laugh. It's it's like you you're you're vulnerable, you're out of control, and we want to laugh or laugh at you or laugh with you. But a lot of it is is a relief of, like that's not me this time. You know, yes. thank God it's not me. Uh, or when it is me, it's like I I wish that I could laugh like that. But I'm so embarrassed yeah. when it's something that happens to you yourself that when you see something going on with somebody else, you just blurt out because you're you can. You know, it's like oh, here's my chance. Uh -huh. Other people's pain. Oh, and again. retelling a story where somebody may have blurted at you can be terribly funny. At my own mother's funeral, there was an, an older woman who I hadn't seen in years. And the first thing she said to me was, girl, how big did you get? Oh. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, it's nice to see you too. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. On uh, uh, TV sitcoms, most of the, the things we laugh at are, are the inappropriate comments or remarks or statements. We just love to see that. I've just been binge watching Veep. And oh my gosh, the that language is unbelievable. Uh, the extent that they go to, but you know, when you watch, and, and so I watch it probably in three weeks. Mm -hmm. I watch the seven episodes wow. or seven seasons yeah. in three weeks. So I am just inundated <laughs> with all, all these kind of references. Like, wow, it's so hard and harsh, but it's like that. There's just like when you can go like that and mm -hmm. go and go, there's a cleverness. Uh, it, it catches you off guard. It's like, oh my God, you said that. That's that's funny. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times you correct yourself afterwards. Say, oh, I shouldn't have laughed at that, but we do. We do. We, do. we laugh at, at we laugh at wordplay. We laugh at mistakes. People we who can perfectly sum up a moment, which you did this in describing somebody we used to work with at one point. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, Mary, you kind of almost mentioned the, uh, yeah. the metaphor. Yeah, you almost mentioned the metaphor <laughs> because he described this this person as Rob Petrie's ottoman. Which is the first season you trip over them, and by the second season you learn to work your way around them. Yeah. And I thought that was the most yeah. apt yes. picture I'd ever seen. Yeah. It was for, yeah, a less than stellar improviser who yes. was in the cast at one point. was yeah, <laughs> Just was a derailment, and then by six months later, <laughs> just an inconvenience. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one you of learn the to use funniest it. things that we like to see is people who imitate or mimic others. We, we love it with impressions of people who do impressions of other people, but you said something about recreating a moment. When a yeah. moment is recreated, and the more uh, it's recreated specifically and with details of the person who, who did it originally, or when somebody does an, an impersonation, uh, it's just so funny to hear you've culled it down to that one or two little things. It just makes you laugh to see this person that I know coming out of this other person. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, yes. you're making, it's like, I can see them. I can hear them. I love that. Yes. That's so funny. And in a way, that's how 
people's legacies get passed down to other generations of a cast or to groups of people. Um, and it's all done out of love for the most part. I don't think we spend as much time talking about the people we dislike. I think we laugh at the people we love a lot more, do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we all played together long enough to know each other's characters mm-hmm. and be able to set them up for whatever their their spiel sure, was. Yeah. Sure. Like Spoonie. Spoonie, Spoonie was this guy. Yeah. He was the facilities manager at Pleasure Island. He had the keys to everything. So whatever you want to get into, you just let me know I got the keys. Would he know how to tell listeners that we have to go on a short break, but we'll be right back? Listen, you, 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 if you want to listen to 107.1, there's a lot of good commercials coming up. And then there's more show. See ya. <laughs> From the heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Sitting in for Joshua Victory today is Robbie Pikett. Thank you so much for being here today, co-host. Thanks for having me. And and Robbie and I are very excited about today's show because we brought in three uh, friends and co-workers from over the years, making people, thousands and thousands of people laugh for many years. Krista Miller, Steve Pernick, and Dave Russell. Welcome to the three of you. Uh, Great to be here. It's really fun to be here. So we're talking about what's funny and... uh, had an idea about asking you if you could meet a comedian or a comedian who has made a big influence on you or who has made you laugh more than anyone else and hang out with them have dinner with them ask them whatever and let's even even if they're if they've passed on it could be one of them who would it be hmm. well i'm narrowing mine down i got it down narrowed down to three okay give us your three all right uh, if people who've died mm-hmm. uh uh luke costello and George Carlin, wow. who's, who may be my favorite clown and my favorite stand-up. That was my answer, too, George time. Carlin. Really, George Carlin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite stand-up of all time. But I think if someone alive today, it'd be Mel Brooks. Wow. Um, I just, I, I don't know that there's any greater comedy god, and he just, he spans so much. And mm-hmm. just to talk about the Sid Caesar years or those amazing films he made mm-hmm. and whatever, and you know he would just be so uh, infinitely entertaining. Mm-hmm. Cool. Who's next? I'll go. Yes, David. Let's see. Um, someone who's dead, I would say uh, uh, Bill Cosby uh, for me is... <laughs> I know Dave, he's dead Dave. to me now. Uh, this oh, is a terrible thing. Bill Cosby is... Yes, I, I know. Uh, I his love Bill not. Cosby, and, and he his was some of the first uh, comedy that really stuck with me and, and hit with me. It's such a shame today how yes. we've fallen yeah. heroes. Uh, but I still go back to those wonderful, wonderful LPs. This was when uh, comedy used to be on records, you know. Uh, so uh, I really love the the storytelling comedian who's not a jokester, uh, but just tells them. But I also like the jokester, Jonathan Winters. I just love uh, Jonathan Winters because of the, the speed and uh, that he would go at things and come at things and just find a lot of fun things. Robin Williams was really a modern-day protege of, of Jonathan Winters, mm-hmm. uh, really great. And uh, uh, But also, uh, Victor Borga was oh. uh, a beautiful <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. Got the, Good the, answer. Um, <clears throat> what is it, the pronunciation? Yeah. The, the um, mm-hmm. uh, pronunciation of uh, uh, 
commas and what do they call that? Yeah. Punctuation. Called, yeah, punctuation. Punctuation. Phonetic the, punctuation. Phonetic oh. punctuation. Just really, really fun and funny. So, uh, so um, yeah, I, I guess all, all of my heroes are really old. <laughs> oh, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robbie, how about you? I was, George Carlin was my first answer. You're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's Don't it. waste time on me. Okay, no, well, no wasted. You're <laughs> part of this. Okay, Miss Krista. Um, I love Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. Oh, that's a good answer. As too. just the characters that they would become, because it was also about a physicality that they would bring to it and a sincerity that I really like. I love the character stuff and I love the punny stuff too. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I think Ellen DeGeneres works really, really smart, and I like yeah. a lot of her stuff, but I. I don't know that a lot of stand-up translates as well to the character work that I love. Mm-hmm. So it's like teams of people that that think broadly mm-hmm. about characters, I think, are really fun. Tracy Ullman, you're a Tracy Ullman person? Yes, I like Tracy oh, yeah. When you play those characters so sincerely, 100% as honestly as, as they are, as crazy as they might be, their, it's their honest perspective, which is so yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're hitting on all the sort of the, the different things that make a great community, like there's the great storytellers, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, um, we, we talked about there's the great deep and char- character people. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that mine is one of those two, Lily Tomlin. Right. I the, just, oh, yeah. She's a yep. master at yep. creating a who, what, and where right. and her emotional state. She just transforms to different people. Whoopi Goldberg could do it. Mm-hmm. Billy Crystal did it very well, too, mm-hmm. with some of his characters. Um, and then there's the ones that go deeply personal, and and the, there's the ones who are just great with language. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and Richard and, Pryor would make and I was going to say Richard Pryor is so, the, laugh the so one hard. I would put on the top of all of those lists or, or mm-hmm. near the top of all of those lists. Every one of those categories she checks off is Richard Pryor. Yeah, Richard Pryor was just him mm-hmm. and Lily Tomlin are my two. Ugh. How about you? Did you? Yeah, I mean those are all great. Mm-hmm. I, t- I will accept all of your answers as mine. <laughs> you know, Dave brought up something interesting. It's sort of like, what do you do with an artist when their politics go bad or they turn out to be a bad person yeah. or something like that? Like, what do you do with all this amazing art that we got from B- Bill, Bill Cosby. Cosby or Louis C.K. or, or uh, uh, you know, I, I mean, it's not just comedians. You get that with with uh, Roman Polanski. So do you and, separate the art from the person? Now, yeah. look at this. We've had people that we've worked with over the years who made us laugh till we cry, till our stomachs hurt. And then they did some crummy things and they weren't nice people, but they still made you laugh. Does that make you like... What do you do with the art? Yeah, what do you do with the art? What do you do with the art? Are we still allowed to appreciate it and love it? And, and, and that I'm go- you know Bill what I'm Cosby going to himself say to you? special where he's just sitting there on a, on a stool with a mic and, and the background yeah. changes color. Yeah. It's one of the best stand-up movies I've ever seen in my life. And had such touching moments too. I don't think anyone is all black or white. And I also think right. that um, sometimes... The art is our best part of ourselves. It is like, you know, there's an angel and a demon on each shoulder, supposedly. Like, I feel like our art is the best of us for the most part. Wow, that's and nice. And some, some artists are different. Some, it's the other way around. They, they're exercising their demons through their art. Mm-hmm. But but they do beautiful things for people. Yeah. Well, I think you touched on something that's uh, that's true for all of us. Mm-hmm. We all have those both sides most of us just haven't been caught in public. Uh, but, you know, there are an, enough things going on uh, in my life, in, in most people's lives. I know there's like, boy, if all that came to light, uh, I wouldn't be working anymore. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, you know, something like that. Some hey, things I'm not bit, working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Some things go a little bit deeper. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think we should um, set somebody apart and say, oh, you are a bad person or you turned out to be bad. 
uh, we all have the good and the bad, the yin and the yang uh, in us. There's still, so it's like, I got to, you know, walk a, a fine line with Bill Cosby. I love what you did uh, with the comedy. Uh, we don't love what you did in some of these other yeah. areas. And it's a, a tough thing, but I understand that you're human. So I still love the comedy, but I still don't say, yeah. like with Lou, Louis C.K., it's like, we can't condone what happened here. And so the things that happen, uh, th that it's like, these are the um, things that go along with that kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. uh, but that doesn't discount. You're very funny, and we'd love to see you, and we'd love to see him again. You know, Louis C.K. Uh, gets back on the stage. I don't think it's like, should never be back on the stage ever again. Uh, everyone deserves a second chance, I believe. Everyone deserves multiple. I still eat Chick-fil-A. Many chances. Multiple chances. <laughs> yeah, but I do. What, what is, where is your heart right now, and, and what yeah. are you doing? Am so, I allowed to watch Woody Allen movies? No, oh, absolutely not. Oh, I he's forgot the, he's the line. He's the, That's the one. I have a line. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love seriously? Woody Allen would you not watch another movie? Oh, no. Or? no. Oh, I yeah, would, I, I, I would still watch a Woody Allen movie. Yeah. I would just sort of yeah. wash it, after it. But, it, but it's a lot. <laughs> he, he just wash after it. <laughs> and during and before. No, no um, it, it's just so interesting, too, because we do business with people every day. We don't know what has come out in public from our celebrities, right? Yeah. Well, that's the um, thing, right? Because these celebrities have made their success uh, on the uh, with the whole world watching. But a, a a very successful accountant who then has one of these problems can go be an accountant somewhere else, perhaps. Right. Or a politician sooner than right. a comedian. Yeah. And the other good news is there's all other kinds of funny that are happening to us, with us, around us, within us, yeah. uh, every day. So it's it's like we just have a, a plethora of it and just, just like enjoy. Yeah. The comedy that's around now. And, yeah. and make your own friends. I think one of the best parts of seeing the funny in any moment is that it deflects the stress of a moment it, or it transforms the stress. So you can get angry at something or you can find something peculiar about it that makes you laugh. And that's still energy. But that energy can be transformed into making something better at that moment instead of just complaining about it. We haven't touched on the health benefits of, of laughter. But you know, there's, there's so many medical studies that show that you know, they, we've always heard laughter is the best medicine, but laughter creates endorphins in mm -hmm. the body, and that's the feel-good. Um, uh, oh, what was the name of the man that healed himself? He locked himself. He had cancer. He was going to die. With Norman laughter? Cousins. Norman Cousins. Norman Cousins, yeah. Yeah, he locked himself in his room and just watched comedy after comedy after comedy. He did not die of cancer, but he was... Uh, he was scheduled to TV die. radiation. Yes. He died. Um, TV radiation. <laughs> TV radiation. It is very true that when we release certain uh, enzymes, that, like you can restructure the brain and whatever the serotonin and the um, endorphins, endorphins that yeah. all form can help you heal. That was Samantha Stevens' uh, mother-in-law, by the way. Mm. That's Endora. endorphins. Oh, I'm oh, so okay. sorry. See, see what he did? See Endorphins, that was her children. Uh, but but it does. It, it cures. <laughs> Just recently, uh, and this has nothing to do with comedy, but I learned that more than half of the children that come to Walt Disney World on Make-A-Wish, that's when they have one last wish to make be because they're not um, probably going to lie. They get die. They're, they get paid to come, not paid. They get given money and a trip to Disney, right? More than half of them end up living. And... I checked. I made calls. Is this true? Is it true? Yeah, it is, it is true. It is true. And the only thing I can attribute it to is the same thing that happened to Norman Cousins, is that something when you are that elated changes physically that's released that's making your body grow differently. And Or they cheated the system. Yeah. <laughs> Mary began this show about comedy 
with the greatest gun tragedy Orlando has ever seen. That's right. And she's wrapping it up <laughs> with Make-A-Wish. Make-A-Wish. Yeah. <laughs> That's comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Like laugh. It's a release. It's a great release. Well, of... it is, it's transformative. Yeah. yeah. It, it really is. Absolutely. You're right. You, you can't have joy without sadness. And, and, and it is, it's a thing that lifts us out of it mm-hmm. and lifts us out of our everyday and out of the mundane, too. Well, I do want to say that the four of you at different times in my life have lifted me out of the mundane by getting me to laugh. And I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you for being here today. I think we still have time to go, but I'm just saying in case I don't get to it later, everyone, you need to know these are funny people. We're talking about laughter now. We're all getting teary. (laughs) (laughs) You were asking me on the break about stupidest things I've ever said on stage. Mm -hmm. All right. So here's one I do. I I do this something called the Pirates and Pals Fireworks Voyage, which uh, is a, a little add on Disney party out of the contemporary. And it's really fun. I get to be patch the pirate. And, uh, when you're on the boat with your people before the fireworks, you do birthday celebrations is one of the things. And there's a standard joke where it, you see a lady go, uh, well, you're grown late. I'm not going to ask how old you are. How much do you weigh? We do this joke all the time. <laughs> I'm going down the aisle and I notice that this woman is rather obese and I can't do that joke. I have to edit. So I say, how much do you weigh? <laughs> <laughs> did you really? Did you really? Yes. Yes. I edited the wrong part. Oh, my God. <laughs> and on mic in front of everybody oh approaching this huge woman, I so say, say, how much do you weigh? You and her eyes that. go wide. And, and I'll just move on like it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, sure. She'll never remember that. Oh, oh my God. man. <laughs> did you get a nice letter? Oh, yo. Oh. Oh. That's the funniest thing ever. Oh, bad, bad. Oh, how about the person in our audience once that uh, they took their leg off? It, this guy, yeah, the guy took his arm off and was it was beating. his arm. It was his arm, and he was he was trying to reach for his girlfriend who he was trying to hit, and he could and he was being held back and he couldn't reach her anymore, so he took off his prosthetic arm and was swinging over the securities. <laughs> oh, well, okay, that's happened but a that, times that one, right? But there was a we one... asked for an embarrassing moment, and they they to help demonstrate it, they took off their leg, didn't yes, they? And... They said I tripped over my. Uh, yeah, and they took oh, the leg okay. off and held it up in the air, and everyone laughed. Oh, wow. And then the other embarrassing moment we got once was uh, a lady who had a man over for the first time, <laughs> and the man had a fake eye, which she didn't know about, but her dog ate it. <gasps> yeah. I don't know. These are the oh, stories we man. get from real people. Feel Did free to call them in. She didn't know about or he didn't know about? He didn't know. Man had a fake eye he didn't know oh, about? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, he didn't know about the dog. Oh, shut up. Oh, shut. he didn't know about the dog. Okay. Oh, my goodness. The dog oh, my ate his eye. <laughs> See, now Do you we... remember the woman who uh, was had a, her doorbell ring? She was in her nightgown or whatever, and she had a little dog that was trying to get out mm-hmm. as she opens the door, and the little dog's name was Devil, and she's screaming, Devil, get out from between my legs. <laughs> yes, and, and it was the Latter-day Saints. And, <laughs> yes, it was the Latter-day Saints. Devil, get out from between my legs. <laughs> That's how she was saying it from real loud. And it was, the, yeah, it was super... Well, well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I've just been given by our producer that we need to wrap this up. Oh, my God. The more uncomfortable, the funnier. <laughs> as long as everything's out from between our legs, I think we're fine to say goodbye. Um, final words. We'll just go around real quick. Krista. Bye. Aw. Uh, thank you. It was fun being here. Very I love fun. you guys. Nothing between my legs. Thank you, David. Well, the warehouse was the best job I ever had, and it's a joy to have all of you here Aww. in front of me. What an honor to be here with all of you. The only one missing is you, Joshua. Listeners, thank you so much for listening. We'll be next... We'll be back next week on 107.7 FM from the heart. Thanks so much. Have a good week.